This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. with Tori Simone. I'm your host, Tori Simone. Hello. 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 Today we're talking about winter. Yeah, man. Oh boy, is it winter. I'm saying this as I'm looking out at snow and I'm so grateful for snow because we have not had snow here in Pennsylvania. Well, okay, I shouldn't say the whole state where I live near Philly no snow. Last winter, none, none, like not a single speck of snow. And here's my thing. If it's going to be winter, let's like get winter, you know, like let's do the whole snow thing. Like let's do it. But then as soon as March hits, you got to cut it out. You can only snow November through February. And that's a rule. Okay. Yes, I just made it up, but it is the rule. And I think we can all agree. Snow in March is honestly just very cruel. I think March is already very windy, very cold, a very blustery month. Like whenever I think of March, it's just like, ugh. So to have snow in March, it's beyond cruel. So it has to stop in February. Um, that is my rule and I, I stand by it. But I'm grateful to be looking out my windows and seeing snow because if it's going to be winter, like let's, let's freaking do the thing, you know, like let's have the winter and oh boy, is it winter here? Um, it's cold. I went to go to yoga this morning and I actually had to turn around because the roads were so icy and I had snow on top of my car. And as soon as I got onto the highway, I was like, oh my, I'm a danger to society. Like my, like I'm going to cause an accident. So I got off and I went home and I had to get the snow off the top of my car and the roads were also just atrocious. So that wasn't happening today. I came home and I did an aloe yoga class at home and it was just glorious and splendid. But anyway, oh boys at winter. Um, and I'm really leaning into the winter and I wanted to make an episode about that today. I also put out on my Instagram, what episodes and topics did you guys want to see from this podcast? And a lot of you guys also wanted to hear about leaning into the winter, what to do about winter uglies, which is such a funny term. I actually made an episode on that. This is going to be very different from that. Um, I will link my winter uglies episode down below. You guys seem to really like that. That's about like products, systems, routines to avoid the winter uglies, which uh, I hate to say, but I'm in them. So, okay. 
Um, where was I going with that? Oh, a lot of you guys wanted me to just talk about like winter productivity tips, embracing the winter, seasonal depression, things like that. I'm not going to get into seasonal depression because I really don't have any sort of background to speak on that. Um, there are so many amazing people and experts out there that can speak on that. And if that's what you're looking for, I encourage you to seek that from them. Speaking of contributing to an expert space, um, when I sit down to script out these podcasts and, and put them together, something that I always ask every single week is, what can I contribute to the space, especially to the wellness space? There is so much noise, information, knowledge, experts out there as it is already that I don't want this podcast to be like overwhelming. I don't want this podcast to feel like, you're being shamed or like you're not doing enough or you're not doing wellness right or you're not being as healthy as you can be. Like that's the last thing that I want this podcast to ever make you guys feel. So just know that when I sit down and I really script out these episodes, it's always with the intention of what can I contribute to the space that will leave the listener with a positive impact. And I really hope that does come across with every episode. And if it does, then I'm, I'm happy with that. And I'm proud of that. Um, but just know that that's something that I always want to contribute is I just want to contribute positivity. In addition to going off that, like piggybacking off that, I do want to shout out a podcast that I think is doing a really amazing job contributing to the health and wellness space of podcasting. And it comes from a science background. And this podcast is called Nerdy and Flirty with Cass Camp. Oh my God, it's amazing. So she began her podcast in the fall. I had the privilege to meet Cass um, at this a fall retreat that I did in Seattle City, New Jersey. And she was just about to launch her podcast. And it is such an incredible show. Um, I think she has maybe 15 episodes out by now, 13 or 15, something like that. Um, and each episode is just really, really awesome. They are all rooted in health and wellness with a science background, and they're really well thought out, really well scripted, really well spoken, really well written episodes. And she's building this really awesome brand around it. And I, I just love what she's doing. And I really like this podcast. And um, it would be awesome if you guys, you know, are looking for another podcast and wanted to listen to hers or just, you know, any way to just support. I just, I really, really like her podcast. So I highly recommend to check her out. Um, if you can follow her show, rate her show five stars, give her a follow on all the platforms, Instagram, everything. She's just really awesome. And I really like her show. And I think she's doing an, an amazing job contributing to this health and wellness space. Okay. So today we're going to talk about winter productivity tips, and how to really embrace winter. I say winter productivity tips with like a big fat asterisk next to it because it's not going to be like the productivity tips that you're probably expecting from me. It's definitely going to be more so about embracing winter and what that means in terms of productivity. I was making the joke yesterday to one of the front desk girls at Stride that the winter uglies have officially hit me and like they totally have. If you're watching this on video, don't let the video fool you. 
I'm wearing makeup right now and the foundation that I'm wearing is like way too tan for my skin. I'm so pale. That's why I'm like covered in everything in like all sorts of clothes. Um, and I also talk about that later on in this episode, but just know that like they've officially hit me. Okay. And I just don't know if I, you know, feel my best. I definitely don't look my best. I'm always in sweatpants. And I'm just like totally in my winter right now. But the difference with this winter than I think last winter and the winter before that is that I'm actually okay with it. And I'm choosing to really embrace it this year and really accept being in the winter. I think this year more than ever, I'm choosing that because I know that on the other side of winter, I have summer. I have the beach. I have Sea Isle, which is a beach at the Jersey shore. I have also my busiest season. Like this is a very slowed down season of my life because on the other side of it is the summertime, which is undoubtedly my busiest time of year. So I'm really taking the winter to nurture and nourish and truthfully hibernate. Um, I think winter, yes, it's a season, but it could also be applied to a season of our life, a season where, we go inward and really embody everything that winter is. Winter doesn't have to mean cold and death. I mean, it it could be like, you know, the season of the sticks where it's like all the leaves are gone and the, the trees are bare boned. It could be like that symbolic death, that ego death, like we're burying an old version of ourselves so that we can bloom come springtime. If that's the route that you want to take it, that's a, a, a beautiful way to take it. But for me, when it comes to embracing winter, I'm really talking about rewriting the narrative of what winter is and just fully embracing the slowness of it and the pace of life that it is and just going with the light and the shorter days and the longer nights and really just turning my attention inward. And that's kind of where this episode is going today. So we're going to discuss embracing winter and maybe even rewriting that narrative. I really don't want to get caught up in the, we need to be doing more, more, more mentality, which actually speaking of this Thursday is the bonus episode week of the Manifest Book Club and it's on the 12 week work week and I have a lot of thoughts on that book when it comes to hustle culture and things like that. So that's coming out on Thursday. So if you're interested in like the hustle culture take of things, that will be discussed on Thursday. But for today's episode, I really didn't want to get caught up in like the, we we need to be doing more and more and more because I don't think that we always need to be doing more and more and more, especially in the winter. Um, so I don't want that mentality to be present in this episode, especially when the world, the weather and the universe is just literally screaming, throwing at our face that it is winter. It's asking to be slowed down. It's asking for a bit of darkness. It's asking to be introspective. It's asking us to go inward. So let's really embrace that. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. We need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So this is how I like to embrace winter. I think I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven ways that I like to really embrace winter. So number one is I like to sleep in more. And the world is most definitely darker in the winter. For me, where I live, and also this has to do with daylight savings, I, and also with like where you're located on the map, which I didn't know, where I live, the sun doesn't rise until like 7.30, 8 a.m., but when we go visit my sister in Idaho, the sun does not come up until like 8.39 a.m. I swear to God, it is like, it. it's just like crazy. So for me, the sun doesn't rise until like 7.30, 8 a.m. here. So I try not to stir too much before the sun comes up. There are, of course, mornings when I do need to be up early. Like I teach 7 a.m. yoga on Fridays. So obviously those days I do need to be up early. This week I took a 7 a.m. Monday morning yoga class. So I had to be up earlier on those days. But honestly, if I can control it, I do prefer to sleep in until about 7.30 or 8. What's really crazy is that I've noticed that the early mornings in the wintertime really do not agree with my body. It's funny because in the summertime, you know, I'm still a little bit tired. Like when I wake up, I normally wake up in the summer around 6, 6.30 but it's a it's a little bit easier. The sun is up, it's shining in. It's gorgeous early in the morning in the summertime. But in the winter, when I'm up before the sun, my body really has a very different reaction. I tend to actually get very nauseous early in the morning. And the best way to put it is like I just lack my zest in the morning when it's the winter time and I'm up before the sun. So naturally, I find myself just waking up around 7:30 a.m. And it works for me. It's actually funny. I used to think that I was an early bird and that took a lot of work to wake up really early. Like I'm talking like 4.35 a.m. You guys can go back on my YouTube channel and like watch my morning routines where I was like, I wake up at 4.30 every day. Have you ever naturally, I should say this, have you ever met a person that just naturally gets up early? Like they just naturally wake up at 4.35 a.m. And when they do, they're wired. They can go to bed at like 11, 12, doesn't matter. And they wake up naturally at like 4.35 every single day, no matter what, no matter what. That is not me. And I used to convince myself that that was me. And it just simply was not me because I just had this idea in my mind that like to be successful, you had to get up at that time. If you wanna make something of your life, you have to get up early. And I've just learned that like, that's not true. Okay, that's not the case. And maybe in the summer, I'm naturally going to get up a bit earlier because, you know, the sun rises earlier and I just have earlier activities in the morning. But now in the winter, I can really just embrace it and I can really just kind of slow down and I can just naturally get up around 7, 7.30 and I feel really rested and really refreshed and really good every day when I do that. 
my aura ring and I actually just filmed an entire aura ring review on my TikTok, which I'll leave my TikTok down below. I got a notification that I had my aura ring for a year as of today. So I wanted to wait till my year anniversary to do my review of it. So I've had it for a year. I'll leave my TikTok below all my thoughts, but my aura ring actually tracks what's called my chronotype. And your chronotype essentially tells you what kind of person you are and what kind of productivity level you have based on the stats that your aura ring constantly tracks and collects from you from being worn all day, every day. So my chronotype, when I first got it, I think I got my chronotype like maybe three months after having my aura ring. It came out and was like, this is what your chronotype is. And it told me that I was a mid-morning person and I was offended. I was offended. I was like, what do you mean mid-morning? I'm an early morning girl because like that's the narrative that I always told myself that I was an early morning girl. But my aura ring, based on my stats of my body, told me that I was a mid-morning person. And I don't know exactly what collects these stats. It could be my heart rate. It could be my temperature. It could be like movement levels, productivity levels. I really don't know. But it collected data, told me that I was a mid-morning person. What this means is that I'm most productive in the later morning. So like 10, 10 30, 11, 11 30 is when I get most of my productivity done. Whether that means like workouts or, um, you know, workflows or, or things like that. And I actually have to agree with it. In addition to that, it said that my ideal bedtime is 11 PM and my ideal wake up is 7 AM. And when I tell you I was in denial of that for a really long time, I'm still kind of in denial of it because I get really tired around like 9 p.m. every night. But when I stay up and then go to bed at 11 p.m. and naturally wake up at 7 a.m., oh my God, I really am my best self. Every single time my chronotype on my aura ring, it's like, oh yeah, you were aligned with your chronotype exactly. Every single time I wake up feeling extremely rested, really productive. I have breakthroughs that day. I have always had high sleep scores. I always have high restfulness scores. Like my readiness is just awesome. It's through the roof. Like I really just am my best human being when I live with my chronotype and it's crazy. So like for me, really just embracing that and leaning into it a bit more in the wintertime has been really beneficial for me. If you don't have an aura ring, I'm pretty sure you could just like take a test online to find out what your chronotype is if you wanted to explore that and try following it for a few days, weeks, months, see if it works for you. But overall, when I like really do follow that, I go to sleep around 11 and I'm talking asleep at 11. I'll like mosey on into bed like 10, 1030 and then I'm like asleep by 11 um, wake up around seven, seven thirty. I really just do feel a lot better. Like last night I had that. And today I just, I've had such a wonderful day because of it. So in the winter, I really do let myself sleep without guilt. Big one. Second thing I like to stay home. I don't like to leave my house. I really, really don't. I was thinking today when I was pulling back in from my failed attempt of going to yoga class, I was pulling back into my driveway and I was like, I'm so glad I don't have to go anywhere today. Like, I'm just so glad that I can just stay home today. And tomorrow, same thing. Like the only thing I'm doing tomorrow is going to yoga. Like I don't have to leave my house tomorrow. And that is just awesome. Like I just love the days that I'm able to just truly stay home. They're just the best. 
If I don't have to leave my house, I won't. If I don't have to get dressed up and go out to dinner and sit at a restaurant, I won't. I just love staying home. I will leave my house for, you know, errands and to take yoga classes and to go teach at Stride and things like that. But honestly, when it comes to like making plans with friends, I even kind of hold off on that in the wintertime because I just really enjoy being home. I'm also in headspace where I just feel very winter and the thought of leaving my house when it's dark outside to go like to go sit in a restaurant or to go socialize and to go be dressed up and like not to be in comfy clothes and just kind of just be cold. Like that just doesn't really serve me right now. Like I just want to be home and bundled up and warm, like with a book and just like, I just want to be home and I feel good about that. And I don't have any guilt with that. I think it's because in the fall in the spring and the summer, I do like to socialize and I do like to leave my house and I do like to go do things. But I really, in the winter, for this season of my life, I allow myself to just really stay home guilt-free and just really embrace it. The next thing is I love to eat and drink warm things. I really love leaning into the nourishment in wintertime. So this means drinking tea, you know, one to two, maybe even three times a day, hot coffee in the mornings, eating lots of soups and chilies and warm salads. Oh my God, I love warm salads and stir fries, like anything that's warm. It just sounds so nourishing and so wholesome. I also just really love like the warm meals that come with wintertime and indulging in them and appreciating the warmth of the food is a delicacy that I really only get in the winter. Like when it's 90 degrees and 100% humidity outside of the Jersey Shore, like having a warm soup does not hit. But when it's cold outside and there's snow on the ground or it's, you know, windy and blustery and just not pleasant outside, being inside and just having a warm meal and hot tea, it's just gorgeous. I, I love, love, love warm foods. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The next thing is when I stay in loose, comfortable clothing, oh, I love it. I really love to wear sweatpants and I love to lounge in comfortable clothing. Now, I do like to wear matching sets so that I do feel a little bit coordinated and put together, but I really like to be wrapped up in loose clothes. So I I think this is really because in other seasons like fall, spring, summer, it's a lot of tight clothes, right? Like it's, I mean, now the girls wear baggy jeans and thank goodness, but it's like tight tops or, you know, leggings or bathing suits, which is like, I don't know why last summer I did not like being in a bathing suit. I just felt so vulnerable in it. Like I didn't even really go on the beach that much because I was like, I just don't, I just feel like naked on the beach. Like, I don't know. It was, I don't know what I was going through last summer, but it was kind of bizarre. Um, shorts. I don't like wearing shorts. Like I just felt so vulnerable. A lot of, I don't know when I'm just like wearing tight clothing and a lot of my skin is showing. I'd rather just wear like dresses or um, flowy pants with like a tight top, like something like that. So anyway, in the wintertime, just being able to be covered in clothes and just be really loose and really comfortable in my clothes in the wintertime is actually a very freeing feeling for me and it just feels really good. I can't walk around in sweat sets in 90 degree weather at the Jersey Shore. So being able to do it at home in the wintertime is really lovely. I also get to wear slippers every day, which is just like the best. Another thing that I love about the winter is that I get to really go inward. And we're going to get kind of deep on this one. I like to go inward. I like to be inward with less socialization, less leaving my house. It means that I have more time to go inward and really explore myself. I get to learn about myself. And I want to ask you like, when is the last time that you learned something about yourself? Do we just tell ourselves who we are or do we go where life leads us and say, oh, so like this is what I like. Like when was the last time you truly let yourself be the leader of your mind rather than your mind just telling you about yourself? Are you telling yourself about yourself or are you experiencing yourself? Are you learning about yourself? Like, I know for me, I tend to tell myself preconceived notions that I identify with. Like the early bird thing, I'm like, no, you are an early bird. But when I actually experience waking up early, it doesn't really suit me. When I experience, you know, waking up at 7.30, 8 a.m., it feels good. When I experience life, I can learn about myself. But when I tell myself about myself, I don't really know myself. I'm almost lying to myself, right? Like we have these ideas that we put in our minds and then we just begin to identify with that. But really, when's the last time you learned something about yourself? I think the winter is a really good time to go inward and really learn about yourself. It's kind of a trippy, trippy concept. And there's really incredible ways of going forward. Or should I say going inward? The first way that I think is the best best way to learn about yourself is to journal. And journaling can be really freaking scary because it's like, it's writing down the thoughts that we suppress. It's writing down the things that we don't even want to speak out loud. 
this morning I woke up with like some thoughts that I've just been thinking in my mind that I've been pushing down and pushing down and pushing down that I really was like, I just don't want to think about this. I don't want to confront this. And then your mind always wants to self-soothe. So it would then go to a place of like justification. And as soon as we begin to justify something within our own mind, we're automatically throwing ourselves out of alignment with whether it be our best selves or our true path or who we're supposed to be. Like when we justify, we're immediately out of alignment with ourselves. So this morning I, I woke up and you know, those first couple seconds when you wake up and you, you just don't remember anything. Like it's just like that pure bliss feeling. And then a few seconds later, the best way I can explain it is like anxiety. Like I just got those thoughts that come back in. And I had these thoughts this morning of just like, you know, these things that I've just been pushing down. And I was like, you know what? I just have to write about this. Like, I know that I should be journaling about this, but I I don't want to. And I don't want to because I don't want to confront these thoughts. I don't want to speak on it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to think about it. But I'm just festering in my mind about it. And that's serving literally no one. And I'm just putting myself at war with myself. So I'm just going to journal about it. So I went on Spotify, I turned on a sound bath, I put in my AirPods and I set a 30 minute timer and I wrote about it and I started the journal entry and I said, I don't want to write what I'm about to write. I don't want to confront this, but here I go. And I just wrote and I wrote and I wrote and I wrote and I only wrote about the thoughts that I did not want to write about for five minutes and I got everything out that I had to say about it and immediately my mind switched to not even justifying those thoughts, but really getting to the root of the issue with these anxious things that I've been feeling. And by the end of it, I was putting a lot of these thoughts on other people and on on one person in particular. And by the end of it, I was like, it has nothing to do with this other person and it has everything to do with me. And that wasn't a thought to like run away from. It wasn't a thought that I feared. It was really actually comforting. And I walked away from that journal session so at peace and so enlightened and so happy. I was so happy. And it was something that I was really dreading doing. And I was so happy at the end of it. So Journaling is hard because it requires you to be honest with yourself and to go inward and to really write down like your inner thoughts and confront them and like your inner demons and like actually write them out on paper. But man, was it therapeutic. And immediately I was able to get it out and just move on and work through it. And I haven't thought about it since. I mean, it's only, you know, a few hours later, but to wake up with like such heavy thoughts and then to write it down and just move on from it completely and have a very positive set on it, mindset on it afterwards. What a, what a powerful impact that journaling had. So I really encourage you to journal for 30 minutes every single day. This will really allow you to meet yourself and introduce you to yourself And really like work through your inner thoughts and realize that what we think is throwing ourselves off is it's really not. And there's something deeper that you need to find and discover. 
And I think you're going to find and discover that that deeper feeling is happiness and um, inspiration and motivation and love and compassion and empathy. It's hardly ever going to be, you know, this horrible, anxious feeling that I was feeling prior to journaling. So it really led to an amazing breakthrough this morning and I'm really glad that I did it. But man, is journaling a good way to really go inward and just learn about yourself and experience yourself. It's it's a crazy exercise and I could not recommend it more. So journal. Every single day for 30 minutes, journal. Set a timer, put in a playlist. Um, You can be sloppy in your journal. You can draw if that's easier. Just like really get like just confront your thoughts on paper and you will see that you will actually work through them so much quicker out in front of you than you will in your mind. Try it. I know it's scary. I know it's vulnerable. You can write that down. This is really scary, but here I go. Sometimes we don't want to confront it, but sometimes that's what we need. So yeah, journaling, limit yourself 30 minutes. Okay. The second way of going inward is to Stop scrolling, okay? This one is really big. Get the hell off social media, dude. Get the hell off social media. Stop flooding your mind with the expectations of how your life should be that are set by other people. The comparison in the game of life from your peers, like that's what you're flooding yourself with when you go on social media. You're flooding yourself with the highlight reel of strangers If you want to truly get to know yourself, you have to sit down and be with yourself. If you never give yourself the time of day to be with yourself and you flood all of your free time looking at the lives of other people you have never met and you most likely will never meet, you are never going to know yourself And you are always going to feel lost. You're always going to compare. You're always going to question your choices. And honestly, fuck that. Like, fuck that. There's a saying that the internet used to be an escape from the real world. But now the real world is an escape from the internet. And I hate to say that that's true. But it's true. Like, how many times? Like, this morning, for example. I went downstairs to go have breakfast. I left my phone up here and I was going to bring my breakfast upstairs to like watch um, a TV show or something like while I was eating my breakfast. And I was like, you know what? What if I just ate my breakfast? What if that was the only thing I did? I just sat down and I ate my breakfast. That's the real world. That was the real world. Sitting down and eating my breakfast. And I honestly cannot remember the last time I told you I just sat down to eat my breakfast with just me. I didn't talk. I didn't scroll. I didn't go on my phone. I didn't watch YouTube. I didn't watch uh, Real Housewives. I didn't like listen to a podcast. Like I literally just sat down and ate my breakfast. I don't even know the last time I did that. And that's crazy because that's the real world. That's like the reality that we're living in. That's what's real. But when we live in this fake world of the internet and scrolling and TikTok and Instagram and YouTube and even podcasting, like we are just consumed all the time by the internet that when we take a break from the internet and we go live in the real world, that's our break. The real world is the break. The internet should be the break, if anything. 
The internet has really become our world. Like technology is our world. And it's a world where we are so connected to anyone and everyone and everywhere all at the same time. Yet when we put our phones away, we are left with nothing. What we experience online wasn't real. What we saw isn't real. Our reality is our life. Our reality is our moment right now. Our reality is our senses, our nervous system, our perception of this world. And if your world is perceived through the lenses of people that we don't know on TikTok, or it's fear-mongering from news outlets, or it's opinions of those on Instagram, or it's fights in the comment section of Facebook, like what kind of world is that? The internet is not a place to live, but it's where we live now. The internet is a place to visit for convenience, right? It's a place where we should go to when we need a chicken parm recipe. It's a place for education and knowledge, but it's, it's not the place to live. It's not a place to form an opinion of yourself through the opinions of others. It's fake. It's made up. It's not real. And the less time that we spend on social media this winter, honestly, the better. There's a whole world to be lived with really beautiful people and inspiration to be taken from everywhere. Inspiration is already within you. And I think that's why when we see something on social media, it sparks something within us and we can justify going on social media. And I do this all the time of like, well, I get inspired on social media, but it's not that social media inspired me. It just brought up a spark that I already had within me. And it just kind of ignited that. It made me remember that. Everything that you need is already within you. And when you stop taking the internet's power, and when you begin to take the internet and the made up time warp of the internet out of that equation, you are going to become so whole. So this winter, stop scrolling. Stop wasting your time on social media. Stop looking to find yourself through the opinions of other people. You are only going to find yourself if you sit with yourself, if you learn about yourself, if you experience yourself. So really like lean into you. How I replace scrolling, I think my favorite way to replace scrolling is with reading. Reading is really a big game changer. If you have time to scroll on social media, you have time to read. You can read fiction books and that becomes your escape because guess what? That's like a real sense of fiction. That's a real sense of fantasy that when that we know that is actually made up and we know that it's fake and we know that it's for our enjoyment. We can put that book down and go revisit reality and reality is like the real world around us, right? We don't think of that book as the real world, but we think of the internet as a real world, but it's fake. Same with a book, you know what I mean? Like it's the same concept, but we give the internet this pedestal, but we don't give books this pedestal because it's fake. But somehow with the with a book, we're able to distinguish like, okay, this is fake and the world is real. But with the internet, we're like, okay, this is real and so is this. It's not, it's not the same. A book is fake. The internet is fake. But for some reason, we have boundaries with books. So I think books are just a really, really, really good way to get that escape that we look for and we need it, you know? 
Um, reading has always had this like notion figured out. So definitely read. Find books that you really like. I think any new beginner to reading, I always recommend reading Frida McFadden. Um, she's really incredible. She has really great books that are very fast reads and they're really thrilling. They grip your attention and they keep your attention and it's a good momentum to begin reading with. So I definitely recommend Frida McFadden. Okay, moving on. Um, so that whole tip was going inward in the wintertime. My next tip is to find daily movement. I talk about this a lot on the show, but the reason that I encourage it in the wintertime is because it moves stagnant energy. It's not about losing weight. It's not about getting toned for the summer. This is about moving energy. Also, movement might be the only daily interaction with other people that you have if you get your movement at a gym or at a fitness studio or things like that. Um, It also might be the thing that gets you out of bed in the morning. It might be the thing that gets you out of your house all day, even if it's just like a walk around the neighborhood. But it truly is a way to move energy that we have sitting still in our bodies. We are all just made up of energy and we really do need to move that energy around. So however you choose to do it, yoga, walking, walking on a walking pad, Pilates, spin, even just doing push-ups, jumping jacks, jump roping, stretching. You know, it doesn't have to be like a workout. You don't even need to put on workout clothes to do this if you're doing this at home. You can do it in sweatpants. But anything to actually just move the energy in your body, you are going to feel so good. Like I can't even explain how important this is. Even if it's just doing chores around your house, just getting that stagnant energy in your body moved and circulating through, you are going to feel like an entirely new person. It's just going to feel so good. And like, I can promise you on that. You are going to feel amazing. Just have some sort of daily movement. For me today, it was a 15 minute yoga class after I got home from my failed yoga. It was awesome. It was great. It felt awesome. Last thing is to give yourself something to look forward to. For me, I have my summer that I look forward to and I have my studios down at the shore that I really look forward to. So in January, I begin to really immerse myself in that project of reopening my studios. But this can really be anything. So maybe you take a vacation in the wintertime or maybe you have a project that you're working on in the wintertime. Maybe you're just looking for forward to like warmer weather, whatever it might be. Just give yourself something to look forward to because it makes the winter a lot more bearable when you know that it's not lasting forever. On that same note, it also brings a lot of joy to this pace of life. Like if you know that you only have a few months to wear sweatpants all the time, to sleep in, to have the warm foods, to live a little bit of a slower pace of life, to stay home it makes those moments that much more special and that much more enjoyable. And I think it actually makes winter kind of special, dare I say. Like I, I'll admit, I don't love winter. I really, really don't. But when I do these seven things and I lean in and I embrace winter, I do find it much more enjoyable. And that's what I have for you guys today. So these are my tips on how to embrace winter and really lean into it and yeah, just really leaning in and embracing your winter. I hope you guys found this episode helpful. Um, I will link down below anything that I talked about in today's episode 
Thank you guys so much for listening and thank you guys so much for supporting Manifest with Tori Simone. Please be sure to rate this podcast five stars, share it on your story. It always helps. Be sure to follow my Instagram, my TikTok. And yeah, I know I just made a whole cahoot about like, don't scroll. And I, I stand by that. Don't scroll. But like I said in the beginning, anything that I put online, I do want to contribute to a positive space. So I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And I will talk to you guys all next Monday. Happy Manifest Monday. Bye, guys. Bye.